0: Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast.
1: And then we skip ahead to the uh, the final tournament, man. It's really good and he's fucking cut. He's fucking cut and I know the overhead light helps quite oh, a that, bit. That like, helps, but he's fucking yeah. ripped, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good, man. He's uh he
0: was very clearly training his ass off for this movie. They wanted one of the producers, I think, wanted because he had worked with Tom Cruise for this movie to play Loudon. Oh, really? But the director, the director Harold Becker didn't want Tom Cruise. He, he wanted Modine. Modine was to Tom Cruise is, whenever he is, you know, he's small. He's yeah. not a tall fella. So he would have, I mean, they would have had to shoot this in a ridiculous way to make Tom Cruise
1: fit in with these guys. No, yeah. Like, it, it makes sense that Matthew Modine is taller than Shoot. And, yes. you know, he's trying to drop weight to get down. And Shoot is like a goddamn end table. You know, just like the same, <laughs> the same length, width, and height. He's like fighting a fucking cube. Um, so it makes perfect. It makes perfect sense to have a tall guy drop in weight to get into a lower weight class. Like, yeah. You know, Tom Cruise would be like, "I got to add twenty pounds to fight shoot." <laughs> it's like what? Like, I'm sorry. What are you talking? You're five three. You... What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And this last, this last wrestling
0: match is goddamn fantastic. Man,
1: it is exciting. It looks. Like, it looks so much like a real wrestling match, man. Like, there's... Yeah, well,
0: and, uh, yeah. I'll tell you, the the referee, much, much like the Karate Kid finale, the referee is Cash Stone. Oh, shit, okay. The wrestling consultant for the movie. That's Coach Stone. So, he, again, he's not going to let shitty wrestling pass in the movie. So, these guys, man, they are throwing down. They're doing great. They're fighting for arms. They're doing throws. They're scrambling out. It's really, really good as far as the wrestling goes.
1: Well... Yeah, and I like how they don't like over glamorize it. Like I like it like over glamorize isn't the proper word, but sensationalize it, like, okay, now now do a fucking cartwheel backflip, you know, to try to Yeah you know, to like they're like, no, they're just scrambling on the ground and we're gonna fucking put good wrestling in here. Yeah. It's it's it, and
0: it's solid, you know, like Shoot has has Modine tied up a little bit here and is trying to sweep his leg and actually sweeps his leg and fucking drops him hard. On his shoulder at one point. Yeah. But, you know, they just, they scramble out. They get up. They go back to referee's position. Like, it's actual, real wrestling. Like, it's really fucking good. And I'm going to piggyback on your point of them not glamorizing it. Like, there's nothing crazy here. There's no, like, big, massive back arch suplexes and shit. Like, none of that shit's in here. It's actual just fighting for position and single legs. And Loudon does a really good duck under fireman carry throw. Like this, it's this smooth is smooth as
1: shit. This is the opposite of, you know, we did Bloodsport and we were like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yes. The martial arts, the martial arts are <laughs> corny and unrealistic, uh but they're fun. Van Damme makes it exciting. The music's pumping. I really got into it. This is the opposite. You got the music pumping, but this looks like two guys legitimately fighting in a high school wrestling match. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, like, the high school bands are there and the cheerleaders are there and, like, the stands are f- are full like they would be for this kind of a match. And everybody's reacting the
1: right way. Like, this is a tremendously shot film. I think this is probably the most, like, seriously, just give it a quick thought, but this is probably the most realistic fight scene. Like, if you yeah, think about yeah. it, like, this is probably one of the most realistic fight scenes you know, fight scenes in air quotes, uh, of anything we've covered. Like it's, it's done well. I was, I was really, really blown away, you know, revisiting this film I hadn't seen in, you know, 30 years, um, how well they shot and directed and the actors like put in a lot of work for this. It's really sharp.
0: And I like that they cut to all the people in the crowd, you know, Carla's up there, uh, Elmo's up there Elmo Elmo's you know everybody's standing up when Loudon gets a throw and Elmo literally grabs the woman in front of him and says yeah. sit down down in front and like she yeah, down in front <laughs> she doesn't even turn around to look <laughs> at him like yeah he's like, that guy What like, you just say yeah I was like oh fuck. I gotta get down in front shoot picks Loudon up and back body drops him really hard and like legitimately throws Matthew Modine on his back mm. hard <laughs> yeah And knocks the wind out of him. Hard. It's really good. You know, they get back up. They reset. It's good, man. They they show the roughness of wrestling where, you know, Modine gets a bit of a back grab on shoot. And he kind of throws Mm. a back elbow at him a little bit. Yeah. And gets him off. Like, but, you know, that's, you know, that's wrestling, whatever. There's really good throws. There's really good attempts at pins. Modine does a good bridge. Like, I, I can't say enough about Cash Stone and how well he coached these people to show wrestling on film and how well the director and the cinematographer shot it. Captured it. Yeah. Yeah. They shot it really well. Cause you're, we talked before about sort of crossing center line and losing where people are within the fight. And you always know where these two people are in this skirt, in the circle of the wrestling mat. Yeah. You know, who's where, who's on top, who's throwing, who's not, who's being thrown. You always know what's up. So well, I, the other like thing that. is
1: obviously you know you've got two very contrasting colors, red and yellow. Yes, and then of course you've got contrasting body types because yeah. even though they're the same weight, Matthew Modine is significantly taller. Yeah, his hair's long; shoots hair short. Just these little things that the film crew and and everybody put together. Yeah. So again, not crossing the line. You know where everybody is at all times. Yeah. Um. You know, nice, nice lighting. Like it's. It's great. You have a good understanding of what's happening the entire time. Yep.
0: And, I, you know, the little stuff, they go back. M- Modine's, uh, Modine. Loudon's nose starts to bleed again, so they have to call time. They go over. They wipe it up. They're like, come on, man. You got this shit. They reset in referee's position. And just the close-up of Shoots' hand grabbing Loudon's elbow. Of yes, like-
1: man. That was gr-
0: Really good, man. Like, the little detail of, like, this is where your hand goes. He's grabbing for position, right? Like, that elbow control. And then go, and Loudon's, like, fighting to stand up and throw his hips forward to get his hips out of the way. It's really tremendous how they shot it, how they fight for it. Loudon spins out here, and he ends up getting—I got to say, there's a really nice sort of hero shot there of of Cash Stone— in the, it's quick, but they shoot him really well, walking around the the uh, the, the ring.
1: Yeah, in slow motion.
0: In slow like, mo, it looks great. There's
1: there's a lot of slow mo at the end of this, where they you know they shot high frame rate stuff. So when they're actually attempting a throw or they're attempting a move, like their hair is just wafting, like you can really see that these guys are working their asses off yep. uh, for this match.
0: And this final slow mo throw that that Loudon gets on shoot is really good looking. He lands right, and then the pressure to drive that shoulder down and Cash Stone ready to slap the mat, and yeah. bam, he fucking taps. He gets him down, pins him, nails him down, and that's a wrap, son. It's good. It's really good. Loudon gets his hand raised. Cue the cue the music, right? Loudon laughs. Carla's happy. Everybody's cheering. woo Yeah, man. It's the hero ending, man. This is a classic 80s outro ending because everybody's smiling. The music's rocking. Loudon goes over to his team. They all pick him up. Loudon puts his uh, his headgear up. Yeah, freeze frame, and then Loudon gives the voiceover outro just like we came in, and it brings it yeah.
1: full circle, man. It's beautiful, done really, really well, man. Like just a feel good film. Like there was a lot of these '80s sports films or '80s you know kind of jock films. Yep. Um, and this is this is one of the best. Like it. It's it's got a lot of really really good things going for it. And I, I think that maybe it's not as popularly remembered. Like the people that have seen this film, remember the film. Yes. Um, but there may be a lot of people that actually uh, miss this just because of the goddamn freight train of hits yep. that were, that were coming out at that time. Yeah, man. Like
0: again, this is an underrated and underappreciated movie. There are a tremendous amount of wrestlers around the world who hold this movie in very high regard and rightfully so but this movie should. yeah well
1: this is this is for wrestlers man like this is made for wrestlers like oh yeah it's, it's done really really well
0: yeah for sure this is if you look at a movie like the big kahuna with kevin spacey and danny yeah, danny yeah, DeVito, yeah, yeah.
1: like Danny DeVito.
0: that's a movie for actors that's a movie that basically yes. with the exception of probably two scenes is it all takes place in the hospitality suite yes Right? Which was the original name of the play. And that movie is a stage play on film. <laughs> right? Like, it's for actors. It really is. That's what yeah. it's for. This movie is for wrestlers. But I think if, just as a sports movie, you know, like if you watch Hoosiers, Hoosiers is a great basketball yeah. movie, but it's a, just a fucking great sports movie. Yes. Rudy, football movie. Just a great movie, though. This is a wrestling movie, but it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's roll into this. Categories. What do you got for music? Soundtrack.
1: For soundtrack, I go four fists out of five. I think the soundtrack is fantastic. I think that it works well for the film. Um, I have no complaints about the soundtrack or the Foley. Some of the other films that I actually gave a five out of five on, I think the music was specifically written for it so when it's when it's when it's playing you really really feel tied to it yeah i think this is a film that was basically shot and then hey let's get some really cool music to put into it you know what i mean yeah absolutely but i i think it's fantastic i give it four fists out of five for soundtrack it really works yeah
0: i think this soundtrack works really really well i'm gonna go four and a half fists out of five for a movie that came out in 1985 so it was shot in 83 84 or sorry 84 yeah 83 84 i would listen to this soundtrack today and still be jacked about it like this is really good oh yeah so yes uh, you know it fits with the movie it gets you psyched up i I gotta go four and a half fifth set of five for a soundtrack
1: uh what about acting Acting in this is – the acting in this is really good. I'm going to go 5 fists out of five for acting. Yeah. Nobody does – nobody does anything offensively like everybody does a really really good job every role and that's you know Ronnie Cox as the father Matthew Modine as the lead all the way down to our referee like yeah. you know everybody everybody pulls their weight and again you know you've got I almost said Forrest Griffin Forrest Whitaker you've got For- Forrest Griffin he's two um, you've got you've got Forrest Whitaker you know who's Oscar winning actor in a, in a, in a bit role background role. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a solid film and I think it, I I think Linda Fiorentino really is kind of like the, um, the anchor to the whole thing. I think that the whole film really, if you take her performance and fuck it up, I think the whole film falls apart, but she does a fantastic job and basically everybody in the film is kind of, she's, she's the linchpin to the entire film, whether it's the English teacher, the relationship with the father, the relationship with Matthew Modine, like, you know, she's at the center of it and uh, her acting is superb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't go less than five out of five for acting. There are there are zero weak links in this and everybody comes through hard in the scenes that they need to and in the scenes they don't need to, to be frank. But like J.C. Yeah. Quinn's Pele speech, I mean, that's, that's an Oscar
1: worthy speech. That's really good. I didn't good. even mention that because I'm an asshole. But, yeah, you're right. That Like, that speech is fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's tremendous. Everybody's good. Again, Linda Fiorentino, to, to piggyback on your point again, is the linchpin to the whole movie. She's the relationship centerpiece to the whole film. And she's tremendous. You know, I, I mentioned I was going to talk about her a little bit later. She kind of got away from acting in, in 2009. There were rumors about her being difficult to work with, but I don't buy that, to be frank, dude. I I don't. I don't think she was hard to work with. I think she was, as you go along and you read a lot of stuff about her and the films she did, I think she was just a person who knew what she wanted to do in films and and asked for it the same way a dude would. Yeah. And, you know, where a guy would be called assertive and, and whatnot, I think she got called a bitch. And, you know, was deemed hard to work with. I think it sucks and, and it was unfair. So I think she's, there are movies that she's really, really good in through her whole career, all the way up to Men in Black. Like, she's great in Men in mm. Black. So I, I think she gets kind of a bum rap through her career. I think she's a tremendous actress. Um, and, and just to, to make one final point about that, Kevin Smith, when she did Dogma. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith talked a bunch of shit about her and her being hard to work with. And because Kevin Smith worked with Miramax, was with Harvey F- Harvey, uh, what's his face, the dipshit shit. Weinstein. Weinstein, yeah. There may have been, and I have zero proof of this, but there may have been some bullshit going on with Linda Fiorentino and Harvey Weinstein that she was trying to deal with. Wh- well, which would you have know made what? her hard to work with, but for a good Kevin's, fucking
1: reason. Kevin Smith used to be my fucking hero, but now. That man, like I will teabag his fucking fat forehead because <laughs> I've lost a lot of respect for that guy. Like I used to fucking worship the guy, right? So you know, for him to say, "Oh, she's hard to work with," I'm like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself, Kevin." I do want to. Used
0: to be cool. I do want to come back on that though because he apparently, not apparently, factually, in the um, in the director's commentary track for Dogma, he said that he sort of wished that he had hired Janine Garofalo to play Linda Fiorentino's part. And that really hurt Linda Fiorentino's feelings for fucking obvious reasons. And Kevin Smith admitted later on that that was a complete fucking dick move. He shouldn't have done it. It was unprofessional. And when Kevin Smith had his heart attack and fucking almost died, he said that, you know, somebody asked him, you know, have you sort of reconnected with anybody sort of post heart attack or anything like that and he said you know one of the cool things was he got in a really nice email from linda fiorentino saying hey man like i hope you're okay blah 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 you know it's nice to hear you made it through and, and you're good and he wrote her back and apologized for all the shit he said and was like i was a fucking asshole like i really shouldn't have said that i was a fucking dick and they kind of buried the hatchet a bit and like he admitted he was an asshole and she kind of came back and touched base with him. So, again, I don't think that her bad reputation is earned in any way. I think she was probably just being an assertive actress and, and got a shitty rep because she's a chick.
1: Well, I still stand by... Teabagging that stuff, head. But, you know. Like
0: I will still teabag Kevin. That's
1: fine. I'm glad. I'm glad that you know he said he apologized to her for being a dick. But man, this guy's getting on my nerves. Like you know, every time he turns around, he's like, you know, oh, here's a picture of R two D two, and he breaks down and cries. Oh, so two D time, I'm in my fucking my like, fuck off, fuck off, Kevin. You used to be cool.
0: All right. So moving on. Acting is five out of five for both of us. What about uh I'll call it martial arts for the wrestling?
1: Yeah, for martial arts, I'm I have to go five fifths out of five yeah, man. for it. There's I I I'm gonna say like I wish there was more wrestling. I don't know if I actually wish there was more wrestling, but we don't have a whole lot of wrestling. Like the film does a really good job at like, you know, showing our character go on this journey, showing our character's arc. Um the wrestling is exciting. Part of me is like, man, I wish I had more wrestling, but then at the same time, it's that zero-sum game where, yeah, you put more wrestling in. We're going to take out some of that character stuff. So regardless, the stuff that you see on screen, whether it's the drills or the actual wrestling, is probably some of the most realistic depictions of fighting in film that I can think of. Yeah. So five-fifths out of five for me for the martial arts in this film. Yeah,
0: I have to go five fifths out of five for the rest. This is tremendous wrestling. It's really good. And that's credit to Cash Stone again. And the actors who did the training and did the work to put it in to make it look realistic. And the director and the cinematographer yes. for the director of, of photography for making it look good on screen. It looks tremendous. It looks real. And it looks high school. Like, you know, if I'm I'm gonna contrast because we talked about when we did the karate kid, we said, you know, the acting's five out of five. The martial arts, you know, and we split it in that movie saying if you're talking about the actual martial arts in the movie, it's like two and a half or two out of five. But the philosophy of martial arts is 100% five out of five. For Karate Kid, it's tremendous. Yes. But this, the actual wrestling in the movie is five out of five. Like,
1: oh, you know, like,
0: it's good, man. So
1: It's funny how, you know, it's almost like a Venn diagram for a lot of the things that we talk about because Karate Kid, well, it's a martial arts movie, yeah, the martial arts are kind of (laughs) shit, but the story and the character development are, like, fucking so good that you overlook it. And then, like, you know, we did Bloodsport, and it's like, yeah, nobody could ever do, like, fucking five jumping, spinning wheel kicks and backflips and cartwheels, (laughs) but fuck it, it's fun, I fucking loved it, so there's it's such a beautiful thing these martial arts films that they can all be different and they can all deliver different ways to make you feel but they're all just superb in how they're executed and and you can have a good time and go on an an infinite number of journeys in film in this one genre so i i think it was great yeah can't cannot argue that at all okay um
0: weird weird Cross here? Yeah. <laughs> this is a question. Will would Sam o. hung make this movie better?
1: <laughs> no. And I know we started doing this for fun because we talked about I mean this whole would Sam hung make this film better. We started after we saw Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. That Nicolas Cage uh movie that was an absolute turd. Nightmare. That, that starred some that's that had some like some of the best actors in it. Yeah. And we basically said, you know, like, hey, if we if we swapped Nicolas Cage out for Sam O'Hung and we kind of did like a little bit of a rewrite, that would have made it better. And then we started doing the, you know, would Sam O'Hung make this film better? <laughs> Sam O'Hung is not going to make this film better. This is like a wrestling <laughs> film. Um, yeah. So it would uh, – he would not. This film stands on its own as it is and like actually as much as Sam O'Hung is, is fantastic – it would make the film worse. Yeah, yeah. Sam Hung would not make this movie better. No, no disrespect to Sam Hung.
0: No, he's just not a freestyle wrestler. That's all. Like he's yes, he's exactly. not going to shoot a double or a single leg on anybody. He's going to kick somebody in the fucking head. So yeah, he yeah. would not make this movie better. Where would you put
1: William Hung in this movie to make it worse? <laughs> okay if we were gonna try to make this movie worse i would have uh william hung play kush's father oh that's what i was gonna say damn it oh were you really yeah he's just like slapping him you have no professional training in
0: wrestling you have no professional it's indian training.
1: wrestling dad you have no professional native <laughs> american training
0: <laughs> yeah. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah, I would talk, that's hilarious because I was thinking where would I put William Hung to make it worse? And <laughs> the only thing I could think of was Cooch's dad. <laughs> Coochie's dad. That's yeah. hilarious. Alright, dude, that's a wrap on Vision Quest. Dope movie. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Alright. Coming up next, we are going into the realm of darkness. Because we have already done in our very first first season one movie pray for death and then oh shit yes in season two we did enter the ninja and now we are doing the second part of the ninja trilogy pray for death wasn't part of it in 1983 shokazuki made a little movie called revenge of the ninja and we're gonna cover that
1: next week do you remember this movie at all Um yeah, I fucking love this movie. I mean, spoiler alert. This opens with a fucking slaughter. <laughs> like, like you're just like, all right, let's sit down and watch this movie about ninjas and and it tells you, like, if it's canon films and it has ninja and revenge, you know something fucked up is going on in the beginning. Yep. And that's <laughs> yep. why I'm excited. I was just like, you were like, yeah. And I was like, man, don't don't they slaughter a bunch of kids? And you're like, oh, they slaughter all the kids. <laughs> like It's just like it's it's I, I haven't seen it in. Fucking years and i'm really excited to go back and uh have a look at this beauty yeah if anybody hasn't
0: seen this watch it before next week because you will not be disappointed in the cheese and horribleness but tremendous gloriousness of this movie which will be coming up revenge of the ninja next week on you have offended this podcast Wrestling is a martial art, so shut up.